fearless and successful podcast is hosted by Coach D. That is me. <laughs> Designed for change makers just like you. As a coach, activator of human potential, and freedom architect, I have one mission with this podcast to inspire you to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world. I love all things mindset, money, and manifestation. So I will be sharing my favorite tips and tricks to help you activate your infinite potential by taking aligned and inspired action. You can also expect fearless stories from leaders around the world who designed life and business on their own terms. If we can do it, so can you. If you're ready, my fearless friend, let's get this party started. Hello, my fearless people. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're tuning in. Gosh, I am so excited for this. And you guys, this is one of the episodes that I would love to have on video because if you could see me, my joy and my vibrant state right now, you would know why. I have my dear, dear friend Jale here and I am so touched and so honored to have you here in, in this space and also in my space. <laughs> Thank you, Dee. I, I, am, I wouldn't be anywhere else. This is, I always love our time together. It's <laughs> so special and it's always, it's always just feels so inspiring to be in your space. So thank you. Vice versa. Uh, so who is Jale? She's a global leadership expert, seeker of hidden gems and passport stamps, and she's a tea lover. But um, I'm going to add to this. She is the most incredible soul with a mission that is bigger than anyone's mission that I've been witnessing. I, at this point, I work with so, so many people. I have a large network with people that I'm connecting on a day-to-day -day basis. And Jale is one soul that is definitely contributing to the positive change in the world. So I'm just so, so grateful for you and your mission. Um, so she helps service-driven leaders. I'm speechless. Oh, <laughs> right. <Wow. laughs> there are going to be some jams and bombs uh, because this is how we jam. <laughs> Um, but yes, she helps service-driven leaders from entrepreneurs to UN directors activate and train the leadership capacities of their teams so that they can each contribute to an inclusive culture that nourishes their vision, values, and voice. Her 20-year research-based framework helps teams discover plus unblock blind spots, utilize their values, vantage points, and voice authentically and sustainably. And I can really testify that because me and Jale were now connected almost two years. I, I witnessed her transformation and how her contribution I really, really can um, say that she helped me discover my hidden gems uh, in terms of, of my leadership style. And um, yeah, I want to kick it off with how this, this all started for you. How, how did you embark on this journey? Oh, that's, thank you for the question. Um, and I'm so grateful to know you, really. And any of our conversations just always leave my heart so inspired and filled up. So um, I so appreciate you and, and everything you're creating. Um, so for me, I, I would say I grew up with parents that are uh, very diverse, like they're very different from each other, um, from different backgrounds. They were born in different continents, spoke different native languages. And so, uh, but the thing that they both had in common was this desire to, uh, this value of service. There was there was always a just a flow of really wonderful people who they were connected with, who were also very service driven in their work, in their spare time. Um, and I think being around people who care about humanity, who care about people who don't necessarily sound or look like them, but see the the humanity in each other and see each other as family. Um, I really liked being in spaces where people could call each other brother and sister, even if they had a different skin color or spoke different languages, um, had different cultures or heritage. And um, 
And so when I was in grad school, I, I continued to, to try to put myself with people who were service-driven leaders. And even if they didn't think of themselves as leaders, the way that they led their lives was a place of wanting to contribute to other people's highest good and quality of life, as well as, uh, you know, feel satisfied and feel like they were uh, training their talents and capacities. But there was this joyful desire to, to be a positive force in other people's lives. So um, that's how the research started. I just wanted to see how do people stay caring and stay in this, um, in, in all of the challenges that people can go through, how do they still continue to care about serving others in a joyful, integrated, um, cohesive way. Oh, that's so amazing. And I love how you said, like, you know, the space where we can call each other brothers and sisters, regardless of the color of, of, you know, race of, you know, whatever you are kind of belonging to, you always belong to something regardless of what you are or who you identify to be. And I think for me, that was so, so true. And I love to call myself a global citizen just because I yeah. I kind of embrace the fact that we are all one, like truly. Mm-hmm. And I feel that for me, so for me, like it's really interesting how that came around. I grew, I grew up in a very religious uh, family where, um, now my understanding of a god is different and it's not kind of connected to religion because it's just like religion is you know how you but more so this is the source and and you know we are connected to higher power but before it was like it's just one god and it's like particular name for the god and it's like it was like you have to respect this if you don't respect this you know don't respect this and um for me that was kind of a always disconnected with the idea how can you respect one religion one type of belief and disregarding the other like you know it doesn't make sense and when I said like I'm done I'm not this anymore I'm all of this (laughs) and I believe that you're we are part of all of this together regardless of of you know who we are brought into as 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 you know kids and more and more so that became really relevant for me when I moved to Stockholm which is very multicultural multinational um, city and just mm-hmm. seeing my kids like you know adopting that that was one of my biggest gifts like not being constrained by by belief system that you know you even like when it comes to love and how we experience love with through gender like gender equality and um everything it's just so much freedom and we fighting for that diversity inclusiveness and it is just you're doing an amazing job and oh, I love this. And I'm kind of, a, I think, enlightening leaders to embrace that. I know that with some of the projects we're, we'll, we'll be talking about, I think giving them the tools to, to create that ripple effect, um, people who have that impact and influence that's going to be such a, I'm, I'm getting chills, like that's going to be such a big, um, I think, transformation for humanity. Yes, yes, because I think for, for so long we've been taught or it's been assumed that you're safe when you're with your own kind. You're better off when everyone is kind of in their little niches and neighborhoods and stick with the people who sound and look like you. And there's a reason probably historically why some of that could have been true if there was tribes and different different cultures and languages and traditions. And there's also been this whole historical, and I'm not a, you know, a, a specialist in anthropological <laughs> studies, but the more I studied about people who do come from 
a variety of backgrounds, which when we start tracing our roots, we all do. We all have blends of cultures, even if we have to go back a few generations to find it. For me, it's easier. It's on my birth certificate, my mom and my dad. <laughs> it's, it's very clear that diversity is, is part of my makeup in, in how I am and in who I am. But diversity doesn't necessarily have to ever be something that breaks people apart or makes us see someone else as another, like you're other than me, like you're othered, he's othered, she's othered, they're othered. And diversity actually, if we think in nutritional senses, we all need a variety of nutrients in order to stay healthy in our, in our physical, on a micro level in our cellular systems. We, we don't do well if we don't have iron. If we only have one vitamin and no diversity of vitamins, we are not a healthy human, you know, the ecosystem of our, of our one body is not able to do very well. It's not able to function well. So even on a nutrient level, we need vitamin A and B12 and C and D and zinc and protein and carb. Like we, we need a variety to be healthy. And I think we also need a diversity, a variety of cultures and qualities and characteristics that each person actually has the capacity to contribute. And if we were to keep seeking out those gems of inestimable value, which these are Baha'u'llah's words, uh, a beautiful um, spiritual kind of master in helping to organize a way of seeing humanity as one collective unit you mentioned about like the oneness of us all. And, and how much we actually need each other. We need people's strengths in scientific, logical ways. We need people's creative endeavors. We need people to think outside of the box. We actually, we also really need people to um, be able to seek out um, and understand how do people express themselves? What are they saying? What are they needing? We need people to actually help to create spaces that are healthy and nourishing. We're, where people of every age can actually come and grow and learn and feel safe. And we need people to help create a system of belonging. And we need people to always have this kind of vantage point to see how do we create more respectful engagement? And how do we discover what is true and not? And what is trustworthy and not? And how do we build fabric of um, deep relationships where the bonds between people are actually cultivated, not because from an external check mark that we, we think we should um, belong, but because we're actually able to see all of a human being and witness all of ourselves as well. So it's really hard to, to encourage more diversity and inclusion if we actually haven't learned how to appreciate the diversity that we bring within ourselves first and, and tap into the, the merit and the value and the worthiness of our own small self, and then we can actually start to get really curious and excited and happy about encouraging the, the well-being of others and seeking out those gems and capacities that they're bringing to the table. Because we, we all need to feel seen, we all need to feel understood, we all need to feel valued and respected, and it's the more we can operate from that um, purpose, an intentional place, it's good for everyone. And, and then diversity doesn't start to be building blocks of walls, they're building blocks of bridges. Building blocks of bridges, yes. What, one thing that really kind of is interesting to me, um, what popped into my mind, when I was a kid, obviously an immigrant kid, immigrant daughter um I knew that I was different there was this desire I knew that I was different I was always different I was this geek oh you know my parents were fighting and then I would grab a book and I would read a book a day like seriously like I'm such a bookworm um that was kind of uh, me getting into my world of uh, yeah, just learning about things and stuff. And uh, I knew that I was different always. Um, but I was always trying to fit in. 
And I got rejected when I, as a child so many times because I was not the same. Yeah. That almost like I wanted then, I was aware that I'm different, but I wanted to be the same. And I was rejecting myself yeah. because I was rejecting my others. And that got into... I know for me now, when I did so much of work in personal development and healing and, and inner work, what that meant was more that I become loyal and true to myself, more I become accepted by myself, more I belong. Isn't that like counterintuitive? <laughs> So we try to fit, like we try to fit in by rejecting our core and we never fit in until we accept that we are different and we don't fit in. Then we actually fit in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so beautifully. Because we so are all different. Yeah. But what yeah. we are essentially trying to do, like really on a core level, we don't want to be different. But we are, we are so yeah. different and that's so beautiful. And yeah. if world would yeah. accept, like first we start with, with ourselves, accepting that we are unique and different, but we also belong to this diversified world because everyone has something to contribute to each other. That would make world a better place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I remember it when I was a child and I sometimes didn't feel like I was fitting in because I would be told I'm a little too American or white for the Middle Eastern kids or families. And, but I was too brown for the white people. <laughs> so I was always kind of like this, this hybrid of, of sorts. Um, and so I was trying to figure out like, well, who am I to belong to fully? Like, not just because of my dad and I'm partly my dad and not just because of my mom, because I'm partly my mom, but where did y'all get to exist and not have to choose, this is the side I'm identifying with, or this is the piece of me that I'm going to like feel is part of my identity. And I, my mom, God bless her, she, she read me this really beautiful story from Abdu'l-Bahan. He would talk about how diversity is so beautiful, kind of like when you go into a botanical garden, the, the beauty of the garden is because there are so many different types of plants, all coexisting together, not competing, not trying to tear each other apart, not destroying each other, but actually the, the garden is so beautiful because there is a place for every type of plant. And some plants just do really well when they're next to each other and some do better when they're in a, a warmer climate and some do better when they're in a, a drier climate and some you know the, or I remember the orchids needed like the humid little its own little tent <laughs> area um, but if you think about it like human beings like we want to be the same because that was that's what's contingent on us belonging and feeling connected feeling included and valued then we try to remove anything that makes us different, quote unquote different. But if being different is not the thing that keeps us out, if, if we are actually welcome to bring all of the parts of ourselves, then we actually don't want to be the same. We actually just want to be included and have a place to call home, to feel connected to a family to connect to a community, to be a part of a team, to be part of an organization, to be part of a, a system that lets us continue to excavate the gems in us and keep polishing them and not feel like we have to dim down our shine in order to not scare someone else. Mm. But actually we're each going to highlight and spotlight through our own gems being polished. Oh, I see there's a gem in you. Let me help you polish that. Or let me reflect from my gem on your gem. And now we're all reflecting light off of each other. And isn't that a cool 
<clears throat> like a cool way to exist where you're you're not competing or comparing you're connected and collaborating mm. and it's a more abundant way of of thinking of things if there's enough respect and belonging for everyone what is each person's unique contribution to help that vision or help the needle move forward because now we just need aligned values we don't need to each be seeing and speaking and thinking the exact same way or looking the exact same way. <laughs> That's so cool because, you know, we were, before we started to record, we were just come to, came to agreement <laughs> that we are so different, but we still like connect so well. And, you know, our, our listeners already know that I'm kind of obsessed with all the C uh, things. Like I have three C addict and what you said, like you, in this world, we are not competing and comparing, but we are connecting and collaborating. And I think that's going to be the framework for the show. Um, <laughs> and awesome. I love when you said, like, it's not even about, for longest times, I was thinking, like, it has to be in any relationship, in any, let's say, tribe, it has to be common interest you know, oh, we love dancing, or we love, you know, hiking. But that's actually not true. Like, because now when I when I even think about how do we connect and build a relationship, it's not about I get to choose that something I don't like something what you like. But that acceptance of who you are because of that makes us connected. Yes. And actually yes. the value is, hey, you know what? The, the common value is respect towards each other. Yeah, yeah. I love and want to hear your voice. Yeah. Like I care about what makes your experience what it is. I care about your experience. I care about your vantage point. I care about the things that you see that I may not see right away. And it helps me stay really curious. Like how, what am I not seeing that she's able to see with HD clarity? because of her experience, because of her capacities, because of what she's trained, because of her knowledge, because of her wisdom, because of all of the things that make her her, why wouldn't I not wanna be curious to see like, how can I actually expand the depth and breadth of my awareness and understanding by not having to live your 40 years, but I get to benefit through your voice because you're expressing and communicating what you see in real time. That's a blessing to, to hear some the, the, the summary of someone's awareness. We each get to be part of each other's capacity building and awareness building. And it doesn't mean we have to always agree or have had the same lived experience, but we can trust that there's something that you see that I may not have seen. And isn't that, isn't that wonderful that we don't have to have every lived experience of humanity in order to be smart? or to have something to contribute. We can, we can actually leave space for, for the, the discovery of new truths. This is why everyone needs a little bit of a J sparkle in their life. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I think like, you know, you guys, you, you will, this will be probably, I'm just going to say it uh, very humbly, of course, that this is probably going to be if you're into this stuff, of course, um, one of your favorite deep um, inspirational episodes <laughs> where you're just going to tune in and plug in and listen to Jay's sparkles. But Jay also has something that is very exciting for, for me to be part of and see fruition of it is your upcoming book. So I would love... For you to unpack how did idea of birthing your second book this is your second book actually right and uh how did that like really what initiated that journey and um what can we expect from your book wow thank you i well i feel really grateful because you're you've definitely some very meaningful conversations with you have helped me excavate more more courage uh to express 
um, and, and articulate the stories that I cover in this book. So thank you for your contribution and um, letting me see life through your vantage point because your leadership style is very unique and I adore it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so the, the original research that- So, so you mean baby Obama and, Obama and Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has the same leadership style as uh, Oprah Winfrey and the same main pillar as uh, President Obama. So who I have not met either of them yet, but just as I do the assessment questions when I hear their uh, you know, responses in interviews, I was like, I am, it's like pretty like 97% sure that, that those are the results. So, um, so beautiful, beautiful combination in your leadership blueprint because you have your lens, which is elevating environments and nourishing spaces. And then your main pillar is creativity and innovative thought. So the combination of those two things, in addition to your leadership language, which is <laughs> amazing, um, pursuing excellence through exploration. So that's your language. So you, you create these spaces where it's a, this joyful experience to tap into what does nourishment feel like? at the root level, which is requiring, which is required for a, an innovative process to emerge and these like creative projects to actually flourish and be expressed. Um, and it's just this like really dynamic, beautiful way that you see existence through your vantage point. So I, I, love, <laughs> I love talking about your leadership blueprint because it's so, extraordinary and um and so there's nine leadership styles in the framework and the framework started in original research was when I was in graduate school so 20 years ago and then after I graduated I didn't really feel like I got enough clarity so my professor was like well you know whatever job you do next like just keep doing research and I was like oh, research and I thought it was going to be boring and he gave me some tips of how to not make it boring so it was really connected to people who embody qualities that I absolutely adore and respect so much. So I moved to China for almost two years, got to work with a lot of some of the most generous, incredibly um, heartfelt, just um, masters of hospitality and welcoming. Uh, me into their spaces and I, I got to continue the research then when I moved back to the United States, I lived in Sweden for some time and Portugal now for nine years. And so it was this, wherever I happened to be, whatever projects I happened to be a part of, I just kept doing these assessments, anyone who was service driven and how they lead their lives. And I started to notice all of these patterns of how people who were born in different continents, different cultures, different, heritage, different traditions, that a 92-year-old Chinese medicine doctor had almost word for word the same responses as one of my best friends who was born in Brooklyn, New York. It's like, how do they have the same insights, the same, they had very different life experiences, different generation, um, different hobbies, <laughs> like, but the way that they see the possibility for humanity to become more humane and with a higher good for all at the, at the really the forefront of their minds, how can they actually contribute to the higher good of more people in a joyful state of integrity? So them feeling very deeply integrated with their values and their vision and their voice. And then in doing acts of service, they actually experience this like just this deep state of flow and and joyfulness so I am kind of a geek in uh looking at patterns and so I just got really interested in seeing like oh my gosh there's all this diversity it doesn't make people different from each other but there's these nine families like I call them now leadership families I used to call them leadership teams but these people who actually are able to 
see through a very similar vantage point. And when they meet each other, it's like they instantly understand each other. They feel understood. They, they usually start like just wrapping their arms around each other. Like, oh, come here, brother. Come here, sis. Like, <laughs> you're my nephew. Like, and, and because they feel so understood, because they're often not understood because of how, how unique their vantage point is. So one of my favorite moments is when I was doing a retreat one time and a, a white gentleman from uh, Canada called a, a fellow team member with the same leadership style as him, who they've worked together with for, for years at that point, and a, a black lady who was his team member. And after they were learning about each other's leadership style and how much they had in common, not from an external appearance, but from how they, how they see their contribution and their role for helping people. <laughs> he started calling her sister on day two of the retreat. And when she saw him, this white gentleman, call her sister and wrap his arms around her and say, we have to talk more. I got to hear what you have to say about this. He invited her to share her wisdom, her experience, he didn't cut her off. He used to cut her off sometimes. I heard, I learned later. She felt so appreciated in all of the things that they had in common. But then what started to happen is he appreciated all the things that she brought to the table that he didn't understand, that he had not lived through. And she was, he was starting to see her as a Black woman who also in, in the professional arena that she had, but also in her lived experience and in her leadership style. And he had just the, the growing respect for each other, um, just kept bringing tears to her eyes because in real time she was feeling seen in her similarity, but also in her uniqueness. And one was not contingent on the other. Her inclusion and her respect didn't wasn't determined by how similar she was to him, but it was how much they actually could contribute to each other's breadth of learning. And at the same time, feel very connected. So that's, that's what the book is about. It's about how do certain heroes, how did they affect my life and how did they show me what are these leadership vantage points, these leadership teams that we all get to belong to. And what, is, what are these special unique qualities of each leadership team, each leadership style? And, um, and just sharing stories of, personal stories of, of my, my life moments that um, I really needed the, the exquisite gifts that that leadership style just kind of brings to the table as naturally as breathing. Um, but for me, it changed the trajectory of not my day and not my week, but the, my whole life, the, there was like pivotal points where their their intervention and their their support um, kind of rescued me from from very challenging things that could have I could have gotten lost in in the shuffle of challenges. So um, I'm eternally grateful for them. So the the book is essentially a love letter to those nine heroes in my life and how they each represent these nine leadership families in, in the world. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. I just got tears in my eyes of how, when you talked about how they got connected. And this is basically what I see for humanity. Um, and not through, through your lenses, of course, through my lenses, how we can truly be ourselves and how we can activate our truest potential and really using our gifts to, to positively change, uh, make a change in this world. Um, and this excites me because we all have very exquisite and a very profound message and, and, and kind of a mission for, for, I do believe that everyone is meant for more and meant mm -hmm. to, to be of service. In this world and um, my my legacy is to kind of bring bring this forefront and 
um, now with, with your tools. And this is going to be even more exciting because we, I think, I think also what comes to my mind is like we we kind of uh, did this to ourselves like we we falsely you know or not falsely but we did separate we we wanted to separate each other like that was kind of a narrative of this world we by hurting each other we separated but and and in depth like we are so much more connected that, than we think yeah. um and i think your book will kind of a, and i think that you are starting on this level where, where it's the most impactful um also what i would love to see like young kids to get from you know really familiar with that like you know young kids where we are not separated we are one even though if we are, you know, different and I speak a different language, it doesn't mean like I see with my kids how they can really language is not a barrier. Like, you know, it's so interesting to see that they can overcome anything. Um, they would literally, oh, I don't care if you're, you know, colored or you speak another language. We're just going to find a way to communicate and have fun. <laughs> That's the essence of life. You know, if I feel attracted to your energy, if I feel connected to you, there is no barriers because kids don't know that, right? So yeah. having that, those tools and, and mindfulness in school and, and really kind of bringing it to these young, innocent minds, that's going to be so, so amazing. Children are quite magical like that. They they just want to play with you know people who are nice to them and they feel like they can trust and be themselves around. So they yeah, I think we have to be taught to be hateful. I don't think that's something that is in our biology or our DNA. I think that is, you know, to be, but I think we can definitely unlearn a lot of the the prejudices and the, um, you know, things that have been harming people for generations, even if we were not responsible for the original laws that were passed or the original institutions that that created these um, these these struggles and these time like ways to actually encourage human suffering, even if I wasn't responsible for it and you weren't responsible for it, we weren't we weren't alive then. You do have the privilege of getting to be a part of, even in our small way, being part of the healing of it or the reversal of it or the transmutation of it. So one less person feels in like less than in our presence. Like if someone gets to be in your presence and feel that you're looking at them through this lens of creative thoughtfulness and deep love and, and respect, that's one more person that gets to feel wow, this European lady who speaks these wonderful languages and is raising three beautiful daughters and teaching them about consciousness and awareness and how to be good human beings, just good souls. This is a privilege to be a part of not passing it on, not passing on more pain, but passing on more thoughtfulness and more kindness and more seeing the truth in someone and not seeing through the eyes of a bigoted system. And we have to kind of always catch ourselves because we are, we can still have subconscious, you know, learnings or things kind of get marinated into the society. Um, but we, it's a privilege to get to be a part of the, the healing of it and the, the rejoining of, of on a very cellular level, how society can actually become more connected and more united and more included and not just be diverse, but see diversity as something that nourishes ourselves, that we actually get to contribute to inclusion, but we also benefit from it. My life is so much better because of all of the diversity that was in it, which is why the book title is called Nourished by Diversity. Um, it's, it's not, the title is not the leadership styles, it's what does this leadership style help us to tap into a life that is more nourished 
by the diversity around us. And, um, and we get to participate fully in that process as, as much as we can. We're all imperfect, but as much as we can, we can decide to. Wow, that's so beautiful. And I love the, the title of the book. So nourished by diver diversity and we will, you know, at the point where this will be published, you will be also able to grab the copy of your book. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna um, give you all the details. One thing that I also want to touch upon, and then we're gonna wrap up because I want to I be respectful forever. Yeah, right. I want to be respectful of most of our listeners' time, so they are also like, oh, okay, so. You know this let's wrap it up yes right <laughs> we want to hear the gems and um one thing that people can expect like you touched on so many beautiful and deep thoughts about and just like seeing it through your lenses and for me oh, there is hope and and what a beautiful mission you have like you know i feel your soul is so nourished by knowing that knowing and this is not something that you kind of need to seek for but this that knowing that that already exists within each and everyone that beautiful beautiful innocent soul that is pure love um yes that's yeah that's that's what i wanted to say and um what do you feel that people like if you would give us like three bullet points and say like hey this is what you can expect from the book this is what the book will give you um what would that be oh I see your questions are amazing um so first of all I would say the the reader gets to go on a journey with me so I talk very directly to the reader so I wanted to feel like we're having a conversation and or uh, basically chronologically, we go through different points, different places in the world so that the reader really gets to go on this journey over 30 years with me of some of the most incredible people that may not have the most flashy title, you may not have ever heard of them before, but you might recognize their qualities in how they, the, the qualities that they have may have impacted you through other people who should have those qualities or might have that same leadership style. So you, the reader gets to see nine heroes who are not part of Marvel universe, but they are marvelous to me. Um, they embody qualities that we all benefit from. And they also embody qualities that we all have inside of us. So the reader also gets to go on this journey of, I, I call it a, a treasure hunt. So each chapter there's this treasure hunt that the reader gets to play and have a, a way to tap into some of the leadership qualities or those gems inside of himself or herself and in, in real time practice it. So you get to learn how to be someone else's hero, not by changing who you are, but by becoming and noticing and recognizing more of who you are with what you already know, with what you already have, um, you don't need to be a billionaire to do it. You don't need to have a special PhD. You don't even need permission, but there is this loving invitation to lead your life that day, um, connected or inspired by that particular hero of mine, um, who are all people of color from all different backgrounds, all different countries and, and traditions. Um, but you might recognize yourself in them and recognize other people. So appreciating more of yourself, and appreciating more of others. Um, so your, your, your own leadership lens is going to get tuned and more focused um, and your vantage point will be nourished for sure with the stories. Mm, so exciting. I, I can't wait. Like this is, I'm so excited to, to, to play and to go on a treasure hunt with your marvelous people. <laughs> oh, so exciting. <laughs> um. <clears throat> One last question that I ask all of my guests, and that is, 
what was the moment that you felt like really really scared and you kind of uh, pushed through the fear and now when you look back I'm glad I did it wow that's a really good question um so the ever disclaimer we already know that there were many of these stories <laughs> so pick one that yeah. is most in tune with with and aligned with what you're kind of uh, what your message is <laughs> yeah yeah um so i had a heart condition when i was in my 20s i i was living in china at the time and uh working in an orphanage and i was um surrounded by some really wonderful wonderful friends and colleagues and that's where i met my mentor um in the same town in Zhenjiang, um close to about three hours from shanghai on the yangtze river and when he realized, and, and my doctor there is 92 years old, teaching Kung Fu every morning, teaching <laughs> um, newly retired people, uh, Qigong, like this masterful, like just very strong. He didn't, if you're picturing a 92 year old, it is not what you're picturing. He, he's, um, he looked only like 60 actually, a young 60 and very strong and very young and very vibrant and very funny. And when he discovered how uh, serious my heart condition was, um, when my bowels was not working, and he told me how we we need to take this seriously. I always had some issues like passing out when I was younger, but I no one ever really thought it was serious. I just knew I had low blood pressure and low, you know, I had to eat constantly and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you too. <laughs> um, but when I realized it was a, a valve issue, I was really scared. I was far from home. I, I didn't have any family. I had my new friends, but no one that really knew me. And it was far from, I mean, it was a 12 hour time zone difference. So even to call my parents, they were sleeping. I, it was 3 a.m. back home. And he suddenly just told me, he said, your heart can recover and I'm gonna be with you every step of the way. And he said, but you get to prioritize taking care of yourself because you've always prioritized taking care of everyone else, always been strong and athletic and you know capable, but right now you're gonna focus on your own healing. And if you do that, your life will be long and bright and you'll be able to help a lot of other people. But if you don't make it a priority, your life can get short and dark really fast. And I was like, and he's like, so you have a choice and it's always gonna be your choice. And to feel so accompanied and so understood, um, if you've ever been with someone who just sees you and gets you and understands you and decides to accompany you through something that you've never been through before. And I had absolute trust in a moment. I just knew I was gonna be okay. I, I trusted him and I also trusted myself um, because I think he, he kind of activated self-trust in that moment for me and so that it was very scary and then suddenly I felt the contrast I was like but I'm not alone and even if I haven't done it before he's accompanied many people and gotten them well and healthy again and and I felt safe I just felt like he put his wing around me and and kind of tucked me under his his arm and was like you're gonna be okay but you're gonna do the work but I'm gonna accompany you and um, he never left my side. And I, I think of him and talk about him all the time, almost every day. Um, so I'm very grateful to still be here because of him. Wow, thank you for sharing this. I did not know that, wow. Well, we are yeah. grateful for him. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, he's, he's a very special soul and I, I love him so much. And the book is actually dedicated to him um, for, for all of the people he helped. Righteously so. <laughs> yeah, his, um, his love was very, he wasn't like a touchy-feely kind of person. He kind of just said things with a very like clear, just kind of like this pure clarity. Oh, so his wisdom and love will shine through you. <laughs> at least in my little drop way. Jale means a, a, a drop of water. 
Uh, so I'm I'm just a drop of water compared to him, but um, I'll, mm. I'll do my best with my drop capacity. <laughs> and that's like, you know, one of the things that makes you a leadership expert in my eyes is that humility. Mm. Um, because I always kind of, I always get so mesmerized by your wisdom. It's always like so deep and profound. Always when I hear you talk or speak, it's, uh, I, people know, like I'm not, my tendency is not to be patient. And I'm like, just say the point. <laughs> but there is like something in your, like when you're, when you're talking, there's this sage and there's this ability for me to be present and connected with you I always get so many notes and I always get so many scribbles and it's just like wow she has so many messages and I do believe that his spirit will always live in you um such a cool story <laughs> so oh, amazing thank you I, I I feel really grateful all all of the people that I talk about in the book just embody this genuine goodness and again no one is perfect but gosh are some people's capacities they just show off so much beautiful capacities mm -hmm. and um qualities that that inspire they inspire me all the time I think it's easy to be humble when you've been with amazing people you're like oh I have seen what marvelous is <laughs> like I've witnessed I've witnessed true wisdom mm -hmm. so it's yeah it's easy to be humble when you've just seen the, the brightness of, of others um, and, and to still be in a learning mode. I, I love learning. Yes. And, um, and you as well. I, I always feel like I always learn from your, your wisdom and, and the way you see things and your, your capacity to care is phenomenal. So thank you for being you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. It, it's, it's really that reflection that we were basically talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, so you also have a gift for, for our listeners. Um, tell us about your complimentary gift. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so the full book when it comes out, will be all, uh, highlighting all nine leaders of the leadership teams or leadership families in the world. Um, but I have a bite-sized part of the book, which is three, three of the chapters, um, which, and the first chapter highlights, uh, your leadership style, because I was like of all nine. You guys are coming first. <laughs> that was a very easy decision. One of the easiest decisions of the book. I was like, oh yeah, they come first. <laughs> so you'll you'll get to learn about the leadership style of elevating environments and nourishing spaces. And then communication and expression is the second leadership team. And then the third is humanity and noble actions. So you'll hear about stories and, and get to, to learn more about those qualities that each of you have as the reader. And um, yeah, just to get inspired by people who that's, that's their operating system. It's just the way that they show up in everything. So if you'd like to check out that complimentary ebook, um, you're most welcome. And uh, I hope it inspires you and nourishes you. Amazing. Oh my God. So exciting. You guys, um, you are in for a treat. Um, I think for me, when I discovered my leadership, style how you explain it to me and obviously like you're so good with words I was like is that me that is so exciting now I know like I get to connect the dots like now I know why my brain is operating this way like now I know why I see things differently now I know why certain things just don't make sense and certain things make sense <laughs> for me yeah. um and also kind of embracing that fully um this is my flaws this is what I don't see this is what I don't know this is what I am not but this is what I fully am so kind of tapping into what is the strength right yeah, yeah. oh that's so cool what is your I forgot I forgot what is your style oh so my leadership style is trust and truth ah yes so. Mm -hmm. we, we care very deeply about 
discovery. We really love being in a learning mode. Um, we love being in awe of new knowledge and wisdom. So we tend to go very deep in our learning. We might take, we don't go quite as fast as you do. <laughs> Your leadership team is a bit faster, but we we try to um, go to like deep levels of understanding and figuring out ways how to communicate it for more people to understand uh, what we what we learn. Mm -hmm. And um, we the building blocks of, of trust and integrity and honesty are um, deeply rooted in, in our values. And again, nobody's perfect, but these are things that help us have the, the trust in ourselves and then cultivate trustworthy bonds and relationships and communities and teams um, for not just ourselves, but helping other people learn, oh, how do we create a culture really invested and infused with trust? And what are the gaps? What are the stress points? And then we really try to create processes that help to understand the, the challenges to, to genuine trust and confidence um, in ourselves and in other people. And uh, we, yeah, so, so we understand a lot of the stress points along around trust. Um, and I don't mean just like hoping that people are gonna do good things. I mean, like, like a fully, uh, like a confidence to to really be very clear in in discerning yeah oh I love that yeah def yeah <laughs> I definitely can feel that uh, about you so so good oh, well you. tell us how people so we, so book will be available on Amazon I assume or yeah. yes yeah right? it'll be available at the end of the summer um the ebook is ready now mm -hmm. so you can because I think anytime and um but yeah and when you when they sign up for the ebook you'll have like updates on things around the launch there'll be some kind of special fun virtual parties going around like leading up to the book lunch and some raffles and prizes and things so um yeah you'll just kind of be the first to know of all the the good things happening <laughs> oh yes we're gonna link that so you guys can go and check out and you can also connect we're gonna also link uh Jale's instagram so you can connect with her there ask her any questions if you want to connect she's she's amazing she will probably drop you some voice messages <laughs> um, i like voice messages <laughs> um but overall yes you want to have jay sparkles in your life and oh. if anything resonated with you guys um i would love for you to take a screenshot of this show and tag both of me and jale in your ig stories and tell us what resonated with you and most of all like tell us what is it did you felt that there is like in the book out of these three leadership styles did she hit yours tell us tell us tell us we want to know <laughs> Yes. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yes. I, I love when people get to be curious and, and discover things in themselves and mm. appreciate the things in themselves. Yeah. So, <sighs> I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate our time together. I always feel that I'm like, of course, I get boost off of inspiration, but also I, I feel like a better person <laughs> every time I connect with you. So, sister, I'm so, so grateful for you, for everything that you're creating out in this world. And um, I'm excited to hug you. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you so much. What a, a high compliment that you just gave so I, I'm receiving that thank you so much I I adore you I think I also adore your audience anyone you care about it will be very easy for me to care about so thank you for this time and this conversation I feel very very grateful so thank you well we, we're definitely gonna have some more we're gonna have a, a rendezvous I'm sure about that. <gasps> yes <laughs> oh yeah that's happening <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for listening, for tuning in. You will have all the info in the description. Connect with Jale. Um, grab the 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 ebook, and when the book comes out, the real book with all the nine leadership styles, you will also get an update. So don't miss out on this one. Love you so much, and speak soon. <laughs>
Thank you so, 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 so much, you beautiful soul, for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode. I know you could be doing a gazillion other things, and I don't take this lightly. I really, truly, deeply appreciate your time and your support. And if you love this episode, please subscribe if you haven't yet and leave us a review at reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. Let me say this again, reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. You can leave a review on any device, which makes this super easy and sexy and really helps me to reach more people just like you. And with that being said, I'm sending you a daily dose of vitamin D. I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you. Until next time, fearless dreamer. Mwah.